You're listening to Becoming CEO, where we share our journeys as solo founders to becoming the CEO of seven-figure businesses. And these are our behind-the-scenes conversations as we figure it out. And these are things that most people just aren't sharing. Disclaimer, I'm putting Greg on the spot. He has no idea what today's episode is about. I got on, I just hit record. So he is completely blindsided. Therefore, everything that he says is going to be brilliant. And you should know it's all off the cuff. Okay. Great. I had a client come on a call this morning, Greg Mastermind call, and basically said, I'm done. Burnt out. Existential crisis. I don't like it. I don't believe in it. I don't like what I'm doing. Too many customer complaints. I don't have the energy for it. He said, I got a client that wants to work with me and I've taken three days to send him an invoice. because I don't want him to buy because if he buys, I have to deliver. And, uh, I don't know. I don't have it in me anymore. I think I'm going to burn it all down. What do you say? What questions do you ask? What's your advice? Oh man. Um, Any other for, context? I mean, you obviously know yeah, this person context, a little bit more. I mean, this person's been in business for about a year. Um, they run kind of a done-for-you agency-type service. Um, and they've done well going from, like, zero to traction, right? Literally starting from zero about a year ago. Got mm-hmm. some decent traction. But it's still in very much solo entrepreneur, uh, a little, little team of, you know, freelance fulfillment people, but is doing everything on his own. Marketing, sales, fulfillment, the buck stops with him. Um, yeah, I mean, I first ask like, well, what really was the, you know, what, like, what was the triggering event, um, that made you realize this? I'd really want to understand that. Like, cause if I'm assuming you maybe spoke to this person in the last week or two, like what changed since a week or two ago where this wasn't a thought that was running through your mind or has this just been something that's been running through your mind since the beginning? So this, this is somebody who I think has maybe not as dramatically as today, but as pretty consistently for, you know, the last few months brought up concerns around energy. Do I have what it takes to put into this? Is it going to go anywhere? Um, overwhelm you know, fear of getting burnt out and also just went through a lot of the, and is going through a lot of the things that people face in the early stage. Like mm. I remember when he had his first unhappy client, kind of a rite of passage, right? Yeah. But if you're not used to ha- running a business and having people complain about things, it's a bit of a hit, right? So these things have been coming up pretty consistently. And I think the tr- the latest trigger for him was, this client wanted to sign him a $9,000 check or something mm-hmm. and uh, took him three days to send the invoice. And that got him to, that caused him to pause and look at, well, what, what's going on here? Like, why, why am I hesitating to take money? Mm-hmm. And that triggered a deeper exploration of, you know, how his feelings were about the business. Yeah. So, I mean, my first response would be, 
and maybe not my first, but things that are coming up for me in this moment is like, well, congratulations, you're a human. Um, and welcome to entrepreneurship. You know, like you signed up for this. Um, you could obviously back out at any time, but you're year one in. Um, you're kind of just getting started. Uh, now, I think we need to look at the situation and understand what led to this. So you're about to get handed nine grand and you are now procrastinating on taking the money because you know it equals more work, uh, which by the way is normal because um, entrepreneurs will not grow into pain. <laughs> it's just not possible. So where, Sorry, where do you, does what do you the mean pain... By that? What, what does that mean? Like we'll self-sabotage because we won't like we won't grow into pain. Like, uh, it's why we like, it's why he's procrastinating. If I close this deal, yes, money comes in, but it means more work for me. And there's something painful about delivery or how much time and energy and bandwidth he's currently exerting on fulfillment that is making him not want to take on that work. So I'd be wanting to, Hey, look, most of us will not knowingly grow into and accept a painful situation, which is why you took three days to send the invoice, which is why we're having this conversation. So what about if you took that money changes about your schedule right now that you're trying to avoid? And I'd be looking for opportunities to at least start to explore like, well, is there clearly there's something broken in the fulfillment process. It sounds like from the little context, I'm guessing the people that he works with that are freelance or part-time and he's wrangling them. He's ending up having to do all the work for himself. That's a pain in the ass. That's a headache. So either he's got to do it or he's got to be able to delegate it and deal with, you know, the work on start working on getting his freelancers to, you know, come up with the result or he needs to fire both those freelancers because if he's doing their work, why the hell are they there? And then I think he would, he should suck it up and figure out how to take this client and use this as an opportunity to better codify some delivery system where he can go find better freelancers. You know, like, I mean, obviously the, there is the one option of just don't do it and bail, but like, I always draw this, this graph for our clients, you know, it's just like a normal trajectory curve. And, uh, you know, you know, like, they're not just linear. It doesn't go straight left to right. It's kind of like a slow arc right before the hockey stick. And I draw like kind of like the starting point to like one inch further. It's only like the dots only like a little bit higher. You've been spending this last year and a half or whatever, building a foundation. You, it's like that meme. I always tell the story, you know, the meme where there's the guy digging for gold and there's like, an inch left and the gold is there and he just gave up. And then there's the guy that broke through. It's like that. It's like that year, sometimes more where we're like, we're building the foundations. You're like right there on the cusp of hitting the, the more aggressive trajectory. If we can just power through and keep going. And sometimes that's like, Hey, you're it's uncomfortable. That's normal. That's what growth feels like. Uh, you figuring out how it's not going to continue to be painful is taking this job 
and powering through to figure out how you can simplify things so that the next one is better. And then the next one is better. But if you give up right now, all you're doing is circling right back to where you started. And you're going to go through that whole period again. And you're going to experience it over and over. And that's where that hamster wheel comes in, right? Like you're constantly feeling like you're never getting traction. It's like, well, because the second you're getting traction, you bail on doing the work that actually needs to be done on how, how do you deliver this thing in less time with less effort, you know, with the freelancers that you have, is it a people problem? Is it a process problem? Is it a you problem? Like until you solve that, you're going to circle right back to the beginning, try to get traction. And you're going to run into this exact same moment again in the future, probably coincidentally a year to a year and a half from now, because it's going to take you another year, year and a half to get back to this very moment and it's still going to feel like you haven't made any real progress because you bailed right when you were about to catapult, potentially catapult. So it's like, yes, it's uncomfortable, but if you want to get this systemized and figure out how to finally remove yourself, like this is that uncomfortable part of growth, right? This is the, you just threw 20, 20 more pounds or 10 more pounds on the barbell and you might not do as many reps this time, but in order for you to be able to do, you know, five more reps of the new weight, you're going to have to go a few weeks doing two to three of a higher weight. Like that's where growth happens, right? We have to tear the muscle and it has to be rebuilt. So I would be kind of looking at what about the current process? Well, first, I, again, I would kind of, I draw that for him and I'd be like, look, this is the cycle. You've probably already can think about moments where you've bailed here and you've done the exact same thing and why we're here. So are we going to keep playing that game? If so, you might as well go get a job, but I don't think that's what you want to do. So let's figure out the problem. Like how can you fulfill this project so that it doesn't kill you? What's going to be required? Is it new freelancers? Is it, you know, is it, you just tough it out for a, a few extra late nights, early mornings to kind of, to, to resolve this and create some sort of repeatable system. And then I'd pry on that. I don't know. Is that, what you would do or what you did you were such a grizzled like hard-nosed entrepreneur <laughs> i don't feel like that but it, 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 it well it, it kind of came out of you i don't always feel that way about you actually mm -hmm. but it kind of came out of you just now i'm not saying it in a bad way either yeah um yeah you know it's interesting when you were talking about that that meme of the guy that's digging for gold and he's just like right there and he and then he quits, right? Yeah. I don't know if this is good or bad, but I think you for me you uncovered a a personal philosophy of mine that practically I've been using for years. And again, jury's out whether it's good or bad. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm constantly trying to convince myself that I'm in that position. Like I'm mm. I'm constantly yeah. selling myself on the fact that yeah it's right there it's right and even when you make progress the next breakthrough is right there it's right there it's right there because yep. i know personally if i feel like the breakthrough is it's too the tail is too long it's gonna take a lot of digging we're not that close we're way far away from not necessarily the end goal but like the next milestone the next breakthrough the next thing to get excited about mm -hmm. my motivation is going to wane right so I've got to constantly convince myself that like we are right there and sometimes doubt creeps in. Right. Mm. And you know, I might question, yeah, but is this just a mental game? Am I really right there? Yeah. 
or am I trying to talk myself into it? Or is that just the point? Talk yourself into it. And if you believe it, then you are right there and it's true. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, you know, there is something to be said for, um, is there any validity to, and I'm not sure if I caught exactly how you said it, but like, I think there's an issue in our industry right now. And there's a handful of some people talking about it. And I think I've started talking about it on previous episodes with some of the the changes we've been going through, but like, is this person actually building something that they're excited about? Or is it, they want to want this thing, but they don't really want it. And it's difficult conversation because like, it's like, we as the consultant and coach can only do so much, but like, I personally see, you know, a lot of people building businesses that they think they need to create only to find out that they don't like it. You know, like everyone made their offers so irresistibly good that nobody could say no, but by doing so they built a business that is a prison, (laughs) you know? Uh, And so like, are they just far enough in and they're like, this isn't the model for me. Like, cause if that's true, then like, yeah, maybe, maybe that's why we're not, you're not growing into this pain. But like, so that's like, what, what is the real reason for the pain? Is it just that you don't have any, you're going to have to dig deep to find time to fulfill on this. But if you could find a way to get through it, you would, or are you not inspired by working with this type of client? Are you not interested in this sort of work anymore? Yeah. Do you not want to run your own business? Like, what is it? Is it I'm, I'm, just the fear of having to deliver? Or is it that you don't want to deliver because you don't even like this thing? And that's where I think this whole thing gets really messy, right? And there's no, yeah. there's no one answer and there's nothing cookie cutter about this. It's a very personal conversation. Yeah. Because on the one hand, there there certainly are people who are probably building the wrong business, mm-hmm. probably in the wrong business, and probably have a whole host of misalignment. And then there are people who have convinced themselves that that's true, even though it's not true, because it's easier yeah. to just say, no, this isn't working. I'm not aligned here. I'm going to go do something else. It's easier mm-hmm. often to to believe that than mm-hmm. to push through the hurdles and the obstacles that are in front of you. What I said to this client was, and I acknowledge my bias because I'm not the person that's jumped around and tried a bunch of offers. Mm -hmm. I'm the person that started one thing and saw it through and was in this position like this client pretty much every month I had an existential crisis for the first two to three years. And I remember going home to my wife and I remember (laughs) these are the exact words I would say. Sometimes I wish I was a dry cleaner. And nothing against dry cleaners, like bless their souls. Like, you know, we need good dry cleaners. Right. But in my mind, it was like, it's just a simple world, right? Like people come in, they want their clothes clean. We, we ring them up and we clean them and we give them back, you know, and it's not quite as complicated. I'm sure it's complicated in its own way, but it didn't feel as complicated at the time as what I was trying to build. Right. So I had my own version of an existential crisis repeatedly. And, and I chose to almost kind of silence the doubt push through and just maintain belief that I was building something. And I'm grateful that I did, frankly, but that's my bias. I'm not the person that, you know, um, 
threw it all away and did something else. And that worked out handsomely. Well, that's not me. So I obviously have a bias in my advice, right? I've been down yeah. one path, not down the other. Yeah. The question I, I will say that was, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I will say that while that's a bias and again, what I'm about to say is probably biased also, but like, I, I don't think I've ever met like any person that I know that's been successful has just kept going. Right. You know, it's like, or else we probably wouldn't have been talking to them, <laughs> you know? So while it's a bias and you're the type of person to see something through, I feel like I've seen things through, but like what I do and how I do it has massively. Like if you look at Greg 2015 to Greg now, like we fundamentally do the same thing just in a completely different way. And it looks, it would look night and day difference from the outside, but like from month to month, it doesn't look all that different, you know? And I just think that that's, that's like the journey of anyone that's building something of, I want to say significance, but like, if you're building a business that you gives you the life that you want, like it's going to take you longer than a year and a half. And it's obviously going to be, you know, hard. And so I guess I'm trying to look for examples of where someone doesn't see it through. I mean, it, you just wouldn't because they're not here. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, or, or they, or they didn't see it through and then they did something else and that was more in alignment and then things really took off. Right. That, that would be the counter example. Yeah. So, I mean, what, yeah. So go on, continue. What else? Like, how did they respond to what you so said? Th this was, this was my, this was my ultimate advice and prompt. And I, I told this client, we're going to have more questions than answers today. Right. Yeah. Uh, my question was, can you define what it would need to look like for you to make this thing work? So complete this sentence, finish this prompt. I can make this work if, and then write up a list of criteria. If these things are true, I can make this work. Come up with your criteria for seeing this business, this offer through and pushing through the obstacles. If the following are true. And he almost couldn't answer it initially. And he was thinking about it. And then another client jumped in. This is a mastermind conversation mm. and said, you know, how do you know this is a real existential crisis? And like, you're not just hungry or frustrated or some emotions <laughs> creeping up. That's mm. like catastrophizing this and blowing out of proportion. And then the client goes, well, you know what? Yeah. If I'm going to be honest, like, you know, like if clients respected me and they paid their bills on time I didn't have problems with these freelancers and I had a lot of repeat purchases and I got a, lot of, got a lot of really good feedback. Then like, I'd be good. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's your list. Right, right there. Everything you just said, that's your bullet point list of if these things were true, I would be fine. I can make this work. And the good yeah. news is every single thing that you just mentioned is a solvable problem. Yeah. There are things that you can do to make those things true. Not easy. It's hard work. Yeah. I'll be the yeah. first to tell you that. But yeah. those are all solvable problems. If you can look that list in the face and say, yeah, if these things were true, I would be happy. I wouldn't have this massive crisis. I wouldn't be questioning the business and my role mm -hmm. in it. Then you probably need to push through. But at the same time, if you look at that list and you go, you know what? I don't have it in me. 
you know, it's your prerogative, right? Yeah. No one can answer that question but you. Yeah. It's just interesting because like, I mean, that list, right, of those things <laughs> was people spend a decade on that list. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and so it's, I think it's also just kind of reminding them of like why they got in this in the first place. Right. Cause like it, it, it is, it is frustrating, especially if like you left a career. Uh, and you know, I think, I think people forget to talk about the fact that, you know, we kind of go into building our own business for freedom. And that's literally the first thing that you give up. Like, when you start working for yourself, like you have to go build something that earns that freedom. Right. Like, and it's not, it's not easy, uh, at least in my experience. And so you kind of actually feel worse off for a while before you reap the benefits of working for yourself. Um, but I'm actually, I love the, your fact. The, I love the fact that your clients came in and were like, real, real quick. Did you eat this morning? Because, like that's i know for me that that's huge like the hey real quick just want to do a pulse check like is everything okay at home did your does your routine change you know did something outside of work happen recently or not happen that normally does happen cuz i think we could totally overreact on certain things uh based on that and i think in, in, here's another episode for you next week on becoming ceo yeah. I, I'm going to make this argument on the fly. I think realistically to grow and scale a business in a healthy way, you've got to have some reasonable stability in other areas of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying you can't do it with instability elsewhere. I just don't know how you would. I'd go nuts. Yeah. I, uh, that reminds me of, um, I went through a version of, I think, I don't know if I've talked about this before, a version of wake up warrior. Mm -hmm. I talked about this on the podcast. I don't think before. So. No. Um, uh, so I went through this consulting program with Russ Perry, the founder of design pickle, and he was the sixth certified consultant of wake up warrior, which if you've seen their marketing, it's very like be the man that has it all, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, I think I've style. hit that in the feed quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. So I don't Ra see it anymore. <laughs> Russ is the the softer version of that. Anyway, they have this principle called the core four, and if you imagine like four layers, um, at the top it's body, being, balance, and business. Body, being, balance, and business from the top down. These four layers of like a layer cake, if you will, or a ladder. And uh, the thing that was taught to me was like if you are experiencing problems, say in your business the real root of the problem probably lies in the one layer above it, which would be your balance, which that was relationships to your, to your spouse, significant other, or your kids. And that was relevant for me. If it was, Hey, you're feeling that something's off in your relationship to your kids. One layer up is your being, which is like your own spirituality, your, you know, um, your own mental health, like your own, like self-care, there's something off there. And then again, one layer up is, well, 
dude, you're just eating like garbage food. You're not working out, you know, you're obese or whatever. Like that's having an impact all the way down the ladder. And when I learned that concept, um, one of the first things I like that you kind of brought up for me was like, man, like, yeah, like, are they having trouble at home in their relationship if they're married or kids, or maybe they're lacking that right now? Because that's so important. And what often ends up happening, the reason the business becomes like the business feels red and we're like, oh, well, like I got to pour extra into the business. I'm going to work later nights. I'm going to work, you know, weekends. And all you're doing is further neglecting the layer up, which is the relationships, which is exactly what I did when I was going through in 2019, when I worked with, uh, with Russ on this. And the second I realized that I was like, oh, I'm going to actually double down on my relationships. And surprisingly, my business got better. Uh, so I'm, I'm all with you on that. There's this like, if that's all you got, you're, you know, it's like the, the two legged stool, like there's, it's going to tip, it's going to fall over. Okay. Well, I'm cutting us off here. Cause that's next week's topic. I got more to say. All right, guys, we'll catch you in the next one to be continued. <laughs> <laughs>